Welcome to episode two of Moms Actually, where motherhood meets sisterhood. On this week's episode, in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, we are going to be having conversations that moms actually talk about when it comes to mental and emotional health. Let's get started. Hey, mom. Hey, mom. Hey. Hey. Welcome back to another episode of Moms Actually, where motherhood meets sisterhood. sisterhood. Yes. (laughs) On today's episode, we are talking about postpartum mental health and what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to jump right in. We do uh, It's Giving Motherhood, the rapid fire. And so I want you guys to grab your paddles. If you're new to this little corner over here, the way we do it is they have a couple seconds. We all have a couple seconds to answer. After I read off the questions, gold means yes, white means no. First answer is the right answer, okay? All right. All right. So did you have postpartum depression? Did you have postpartum anxiety? Have you ever gone to therapy? Yes. Yes. Do you feel comfortable being honest about your mental health with friends? Be in the middle on that one. Yeah. Um, do you feel comfortable being honest about your mental health with your spouse? Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Did you feel shame about your mental health? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you feel supported in your mental health in the fourth trimester? By yes. my husband. That's about it. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to have to be on the middle on that. Do you have any outlet to protect your mental health? Okay. Yes. No. Yeah. I feel like we all have to think about these, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Goodness. Okay. So this is a heavy topic. So we definitely want to even um, really just warn you before we start. Um, it could be a trigger warning. It could be just something that is a little bit difficult. Um, so we do want to just, you know, um, acknowledge that mm-hmm. as we speak, because I think as we were doing this rapid fire, even though it's a lighthearted game, mm-hmm. these weren't lighthearted questions. Um, so what what stuck out to you? Like, I feel like each one, I really had to think about it. Was there one that you were like, ooh? I feel like every single one. I was yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think because both of my, like, postpartums were so different. Mm-hmm. The first one, you know, new to motherhood. So I didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talked about it in one of the episodes that I didn't really have a support because mm-hmm. I was one of the first of my friends to have mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah. So that kind of made it a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And then two, the first kid, I was very shameful. So mm-hmm. like to, to ask my husband for support or even tell him how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. I just wasn't prepared for it. My husband tried to. He's like, when you're going to have the baby, you're going to need help. and You're going to need this. And I took it like as an affront. Like, you think I'm not going to be able to handle it? I'm not going to like, I won't need any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And because I thought of postpartum as postpartum depression in the fact that what happens is I have my kids and I want to drown them or I want to drive them mm-hmm. off a cliff. Yes. And I'm just like, okay. I can't imagine feeling like that. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's going to be a little bit more. It's going to be a lot, but mm-hmm. I have balanced crazy things. Mm-hmm. And then I have the baby and I feel nothing yeah. and I feel work. And I'm like, well, now I need all the help. But yeah. if you know women and wives, you know, it's very hard to tell your husband he's yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> he's right, yes. especially in the fourth trimester. Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And one of the things that I have heard you reference um, often is the PPA, which Mm -hmm. a lot of us, we always hear about PPD, Mm -hmm. but 
I will say it was one of the first times I really heard that reference to a lot. Do you mm-hmm. mind just explaining what that was for you? So I had postpartum anxiety and I didn't even realize it till I read an article about Chrissy Teigen explaining like what happened to her mm-hmm. after she had her child. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sad. I wasn't weepy. I didn't need to cry, anything like that. I just got anxious all the time. Like when it would near the evening and it was like getting to be bedtime for the baby, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to wake up every two hours. Even if I had help, someone, um, my husband or a family member or someone um, volunteering to help us with the baby at night, I knew I had to pump every two hours, especially with the first child, because Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't go to formula. I'm going to be judged and this formula stinks. And I want my baby to have the best experience or what have you. So I knew no matter what, I'd have to wake up Every two hours. I only produced about one ounce from each boob. So it was like very difficult. Then I'd um, wake up and I'm like, okay, the baby's already up and I got to make, you know, six bottles and I have to do this. And I would just get so overwhelmed to like paralysis. And then I felt trapped in the house. Like Mm -hmm. I just felt anxious about every single hour that was going to come up in the day. And it was just, I had never heard of that. And I'd never experienced anxiety like that before. I'd had, you know, work anxiety or Mm -hmm. like small little Mm -hmm. things, but it was- It was like overdrive. It was overpowering. I think I struggled a little bit with that as well. I didn't Mm -hmm. think about it until now, but like Mm -hmm. I struggled with- the idea that my kid was going to die in his sleep. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would sleep outside I still of, check if they're breathing. <laughs> I still check if they're breathing. But, like, I literally would sleep by his crib mm-hmm. and just, like, every... It felt like every hour I would wake yeah. up yeah. and, like, is yeah. he breathing? Is he breathing? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So I think, too, though, mm-hmm. uh, the, the hospitals kind of scare you. Yeah. I, I know that the SIDS is a thing. Like, it, it absolutely is. But sometimes I think the hospitals could do a better job with how they prepare us to go home because we just had a baby. There's like, there's, uh, there was some like uh, thing on social media I saw where the nurse is prepping the mom Mm -hmm. to go home and they're like, yeah, so make sure, do this, do this this, and not Mm -hmm. this. I I know that you're really tired. Make sure you get some rest, but also I'm going to bother you every 30 minutes to make sure that you're not out, you know, over bleeding. Oh, and then don't make, don't pick your baby up, but then make sure you also give it skin to skin right. like what it's it's overwhelming so you automatically you're going home anxious because you feel like i need to pay attention to everything Especially little thing yeah like- I, I i felt anxious so i was doing the same thing like i would i wasn't co-sleeping um sometimes of course naturally you yeah. fall asleep with the baby in your in your um arms but i would literally like check and my first daughter she was born with a lot of fluid still Mm -hmm. um like inside of her so she would gag so I would wake up and she would be like on her back like like gagging so I could not sleep because I was like oh my gosh what if I'm knocked out and then I felt like I would be less of a mom because I was sleeping and she's choking and uh, I can see the articles now I like yeah and it makes it 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 feel like mom was taking a nap while you know stuff we've done or experienced and it's like it just goes bad for somebody and then all of a sudden it's national news and they're terrible parents yeah it's scary that's that's hard yeah. So Blair, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. I have an answer maybe for you. <laughs> so how long did it take you to fully overcome any postpartum health difficulties, if you I, had any? I would say it took about, I know they talk about the fourth trimester, and mm-hmm. that's the three months yeah. after you have the baby. But I would say it took me about six or seven months because I had to also adjust. I had never changed a diaper before. I'd never babysat before. I didn't have siblings, cousins. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
I this was a new foray for me. And then we have always, well, we've worked from home for a long time. So yeah. I'm home with the baby nonstop. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first got, um, well, when I was pregnant, I felt sorry for like women. Oh, like, oh, they got to go back to work after they have the baby. And I'm going to be, I was like, man, I need I somewhere to go. To go. <laughs> so it's yeah. like living a groundhog's day. Mm-hmm. And it took a while to get adjusted. It stopped. Once I stopped pumping, once I finally mm-hmm. found a formula that worked for me, mm-hmm. that's what changed it. Cause I could finally sleep yes. and I didn't have to like every two hours carry mm-hmm. this pump yeah. with me and worry about if my daughter was getting enough like yeah. nutrition and so I'd say when I stopped when I had to stop breastfeeding that's what changed it for me yeah I would say what was what was interesting for me is I did not experience any type of postpartum depression or anxiety with my first two so I'm thinking you know I'm good that boy came and that is when I thought I was going to lose my mind. And even after like those couple months, because with postpartum depression, it can come and go. And so it's one minute you're fine. You're completely fine. And you're like, Oh, I made it out. You know, it's been a couple months. And I remember my son was almost a year old and I had like an episode where I, I remember being in the grocery store and I went into a full daze. I was in the middle of the aisle. I just started weeping. Oh, sorry, y'all. Um, and I was, it was so much going on and I was like, I just want to get out of here. Like I started like, like panting and people were just passing me by. No one saw me. And so it made it worse because then I felt, gosh, and no one sees me. Like, no one sees me, like, having a hard time right now. Oh, sorry. Um, Don't apologize for your feelings. And you know no one that. sees me. And and at the time, like, people were blowing my phone up, asking me for, like, things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, is this what motherhood is? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I thought I had this down pat. Yeah. I've been a mom since I was 20 years old. Like, and this baby wants to come and wreck my whole, like, thought of what motherhood is. Mm-hmm. And it's stinks because I kept apologizing to people for how I was feeling and how I was reacting and even saying like, oh, I got out of the, I'm out of the woods and having to go back and say, I'm not. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Mm. I feel like my first experience that I had wasn't, it was like, I just remember feeling like, how does life change so quickly? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the second day I brought him home, my first son, and I was sitting on the bed with him, staring at him like, I just wish life could go back to the way it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just like shocked me that I had those feelings because I'm yeah. like, I'm so like, this is such so much excitement around mm-hmm. having a baby, mm-hmm. all the feelings, but like the emotions that come with postpartum. Mm-hmm. It's like it's either up here, you're so excited or yes. you're like low, low and yeah. you don't know how to control how you feel so you can like drop really low and be so sad mm-hmm. so i completely understand yeah. I, didn't feel- I didn't get to feel anything like when i gave birth i literally felt nothing like yeah. and i felt guilty for that i'm like oh i need to show like i'm smiling because your whole family's there and they're yeah. excited and i'm just laying there both times with the baby on me like and everybody's looking at yeah, you like, and i'm like for your response yeah. and i'm I'm just there. So now I'm like, oh, I don't feel anything. Is it wrong? I just felt like, okay, now I got to take care of this baby. And then you take a test or have to do all of these things for everything else in life. Mm -hmm. But this baby, even if they take it to the nursery, 
No, yeah. no manual, no yeah. test, no nothing. So even when they take it to the nursery, they still bring that baby mm-hmm. back every two hours. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have to sleep. The baby has to sleep on its back in the in the hospital all the time. Oh, that's right. You know, we... My, my kids liked, actually, they slept my, on their stomach My babies bed. like to sleep on their yeah. stomach. That's why I say at the hospital, because yeah. they need to see that. And the baby ain't comfortable. They're in this, like, plastic bin. Yeah. And, of course, it's just it's just so hard. So you just gave birth. You just mm-hmm. went through this traumatic event, mentally, emotionally, physically. And then you have to take care of the baby. Like Yes, and that's my thing, oof. like, making sure... Um, that so I thought the same thing as you. Yes. I was like, <laughs> yes, can I give it back <laughs> just for like a little bit? Yes. Um, one of the things that I really wanted to ask you guys is once you realized that you were going through, um, you know, postpartum, when did you reach out for help? Did you go to the doctor? Were you okay with them prescribing medicine and you actually taking it? Like, was that anything that you guys dealt with? I think because I was so ashamed, Mm -hmm. I never, I never really got to that point where I reached out for help. Mm -hmm. You know, I told my husband that like I was struggling mentally, but that's as far as it went. Mm -hmm. Um, I just suffered through it alone. I had so many, because I had so many responsibilities, you know, Mm -hmm. I was a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. You know, my husband worked outside the home, so he was always gone. Mm -hmm. At the time, we were doing college ministry, so... We were around college-age kids. Like, we lived in the dorms with the college kids. So they were in and out of my house. And I still had to raise this baby. So, like, I had to show up for them, smile for them, and make sure that, you know, I was showing, you know, being present with them, but also, you know, still tending to this kid. So I just really just kind of faked it till I made it, really. And that's a good point. So you already had two kids. So how did you balance going through your postpartum? Oof. while raising two kids yeah. who have no idea and need yeah. mommy to be mommy. Yeah. That was rough um, because I was so glazed over after mm-hmm. a certain point. I felt I felt like I, I couldn't connect with anybody mm-hmm. at that point, not even my kids. I did have to be mindful. So mm-hmm. I think the only thing that kept me going was them yeah. because they were the daily reminder that I had to keep going. Yes. Um, but other than that, I just... I had to talk to myself all day and say, Morgan, you still got to keep going. Like they, it's not their fault that you had a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't, they didn't do this. Um, and they don't understand either. Cause I don't understand. I don't even understand what I'm going through. So how can I expect for them to understand? So it was just that daily reminder of just do, just do the things. Um, and then, communication with my husband, um, letting him know like, Hey, I, I can't today. There were times where I literally had to say, I can't do any of this today. I need you to take it. And I would just stay in my room all day in the dark, not do a thing. Mm -hmm. I would, at that point I was on formula and I wasn't breastfeeding anymore. So I was like, I don't want to see anybody that stunk. Yeah, my husband was good at getting, because I told him, and then I think he was really worried, because again, people think postpartum is like, you want to kill your baby? Yeah. So no matter what I was telling him, or I, yes, yeah. or myself. So I think no matter what I was telling him, he thought it was probably like I was holding back. Mm-hmm. So I know he was like telling his mom mm-hmm. and, you know, other people. So they were like helping out, which mm-hmm. really helped. But I felt shame because yeah. I didn't get to say how I really felt. And I was shame, ashamed to tell how I felt. So I'm just mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, these people are all around me. Thank I want to like hurt my baby or hurt myself. Yeah. So yeah. I would try to like 
do more to show I was okay. Like, oh, oh I can sit in the living room still. Like, even though you guys are willing to help, mm-hmm. like, do extra stuff. But with my son, because now I had this daughter who I had to wake up for and wanted mm-hmm. attention or whatever. I told myself if it does not bring me joy, because I was prepared to have mm-hmm. that again. I said if it doesn't bring me joy... I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not doing it. I ended up getting help um, with him overnight. Um, We had some great people from our church, um, two girls that would, like, switch nights and, like, Mm -hmm. come from 7 p.m. to 11 Mm -hmm. a.m. We had um, someone that would come in um, on Saturdays and Sundays and just come from, like, 8 to 12 so we could sleep in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a lot of community to help us because I would be honest. I I tell people I'm not really a fan of babies. Mm -hmm. I don't really like them until they're about 18 months, you know, (laughs) like when I can communicate a little bit better and just trying to be, I was a lot more honest and I did things to not show that I had it together. I did things to actually be together. Oh, that's good. good. And I love Mm -hmm. that we're in that phase now. I think a lot of women are in the space where we're no longer trying to, we naturally people please. Mm -hmm. Like you even saying like, I was trying to do things just so that people didn't look at me differently or even feel uncomfortable being in my house because they're trying to take care of my kid, you know, or trying to help. And I'm out here, you know, forcing myself to be a part Mm -hmm. when I really don't feel like it. And I think that I love that we're redefining that. Like we're redefining doing things on other people's terms Mm -hmm. or just to please people or just to nurture people. Like we are actually doing things for us, yes. that feels good. We deserve it. We because deserve you can love it. yourself, your children, yes. and your husband yeah. much better yeah. when you're doing it from the right vein. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yes, totally agree. Did you, either one of you ever, con- you said you never considered like medicine or anything mm. like that? I did, y'all. I, I, I was like to the point where I... I knew that if I didn't get some help, I didn't even think the therapy would work. Mm -hmm. That's how bad it was. Um, And because it kicked in after. So we've Mm kind of like naturally talked about the fact that when you go for your six week checkup, they do this very simple, (laughs) silly little survey. How you feeling? You good? All right. Great. It's like five questions. And so at the time, I was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was good. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, I'm three to six months after the baby, yeah. and now is when I'm feeling it. I don't know that I can say I'm, I don't even know the doctor isn't one going to believe yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and two, I don't know that where I'm at in this place is going to help with me talking to somebody because I actually don't want to talk to anybody. I did try the medicine though. And I felt even more like a zombie. Oh wow! Yeah. So I, I literally used to like look at myself and I felt like I was on. Did you give your body time to adjust? To I it? tried. They told, and they, they mm-hmm. warned me. They said, you know, you're going to feel a little awkward at first. Mm-hmm. I really tried, but I almost felt worse mm-hmm. because I really felt like it was like, making me a robot. Okay. So I felt like I would be, we all, we joke in our private time, about my slow processing, <laughs> oh my gosh, I would like, I would literally be telling my brain, like if I'm in a crowd of people and you know, somebody's laughing and joking, I would literally say Morgan laugh. Oh, wow. Like just to feel, you know, I was like, oh no, That's not no, no, no. So yeah. I remember like dump, I dumped it and was like, okay, God, this is where I'm going to tap into you yeah. because this whole time I really haven't prayed. You know, I've just been, I've been numb. So I said, this is where I need you to come in because I can't do either one of these. And that helped. You guys, I think prayer was one of the biggest things that pulled me out of it. Yeah. 
because I didn't get on medicine but I, because I was so ashamed. Mm-hmm. But I had to go before the Lord and surrender that to him. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, I cannot do this with my own strength. Like, this is something that I just can't do. Mm-hmm. And once I surrendered it to the Lord, mm-hmm. he just gave me like a strength to make it through and push mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. and be able to communicate like, babe, I can't do this right now. Please mm-hmm. just here you go. Yeah. He wasn't so supportive anyways, mm-hmm. but just communicating even more like right now is not the time. Like I just take the baby. Yeah, yeah. just take the baby. Oh, gosh. But prayer, yeah. prayer, like yeah. you said, it really helps. Like yeah. it really, truly gives you that the strength to operate out of abundance and mm-hmm. not out of scarcity. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a reminder that no matter how low I get, mm-hmm. he can really pull me up. Like yeah. God can really pull you out of the trenches um, whenever you feel your lowest. And with your second son, you had a better experience. The how best you, experience. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's still kind of like traumatizing the right. first one, but the second, the second born, that experience was so beautiful. It was so, so peaceful. Good. And the support that I had, the way that I had confidence to communicate how I was feeling mm-hmm. when I felt down mm-hmm. and to be able to go to my girlfriends, my mom village yeah. and be like, I need help. And they would pull up. Yeah. They would come yes, do my laundry, yeah. cook yeah. me food. They would just come hold my babies, rock them. Yeah. Anything I needed, mm-hmm. I had. So even though one experience may feel like you can't get up mm-hmm. out of bed. It's dark. Mm-hmm. There's a season where you may have another experience where yeah. the birth, everything is just so much more joyful. So. Yeah. I think it's I, hard because no, <laughs> no one prepares you for it. They just yeah. like, you have this baby and you see everybody smiling. It's yeah. like, so how do I now mentally yeah. prepare to have a child? Yeah. I was like, we, I mean, your third child, you weren't. For our second not, child, we were not. Because you hadn't experienced it. Yeah. But once you experience it, you kind of know what yeah. to put in place the yeah. next time. Yeah. But otherwise, if you're going into the first child, mm-hmm. you're just, you're what going in blind. Do? There's They're no, like, yeah. they do? give you breathing class. Like, there's just yeah. so like, much. What's this breathing going to do? Yes. It's after. <laughs> Actually, um. I needed to take that breathing class because yeah. I hyperventilated with my first. So take Take the class. Take the class. <laughs> well, y'all, I feel like this is a great time for us to even just kind of pivot into our letter. Blair, where can they email us at if they want to do the same? If you have any questions or need any advice, email us at heyma at momsactually.com. Yeah. What's our letter? Hey, Ma, I'm currently six months postpartum and I can't seem to shake the feeling of wanting to run away from everything. I don't find joy in mothering. I don't find joy in being around my family, friends or my kids. I don't recognize myself. I'm finding myself either shrinking completely or lashing out. It is taking a toll on my relationship, both my husband and and my friends. I'm considering going to the doctor because I finally recognize that the things I'm experiencing could be signs of postpartum depression. I am nervous because I'm worried the doctors won't believe me or they'll try to stick me on medication. Have you experienced this? Any tips what to do? I mean, first, I mean, I know medication didn't work for you, but I don't like the negative connotation around medicine. I mean, we take it for a headache. We take it when we're, you know, sick. I think there's different forms of medicine. I don't think we should be afraid of it. I think you talk to a professional, Mm -hmm. you pray to God and you decide what's best for you Mm -hmm. um, because it works differently for everybody Mm -hmm. and they adjust it based on you. And it might not be for Morgan, but it may be for the person. Yeah. And I think there's a shame Mm -hmm. that society has kind of Mm -hmm. like connected with 
taking meds. I was open mm -hmm. to doing the medicine. I literally right. told the doctor, give yeah, me the yeah, medicine because I don't know that <laughs> me talking to anybody is going to help at this mm -hmm. point. So it, but I will say I was definitely kind of nervous to tell people oh, yes. that I'm on meds, yes. you know, like yeah, that. There's, sound, a there's a connotation. It's a, it's a negative, like connotation but i think now with social media and people being so much more open yes that has helped i feel like it's been really helpful for moms who are struggling with that mm -hmm. anxiety or depression yeah. to get help and seek meds because yeah. i have a few moms that i know that are on meds mm -hmm. and obviously they don't want to be on meds mm -hmm. but they know that they need it yeah and they're very open about sharing their experience and their journey about it so yeah i think it's important more. I think that's important because you feel mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one that has to pop this yeah, pill in the morning, yeah. you know, to yeah. get up and get going. Yeah. It helps. It's encouraging. Yeah. But overall, I would just be completely honest. That's yeah. besides only doing what brought me joy. I was able to do that because I was completely honest. I just started speaking my truth, no matter mm -hmm. how awkward yeah. it is. And when you first start it, you're telling your truth, but you kind of follow it up with, but I love my baby. Like yeah. you feel like you have to follow. The but the more I said it, the more I'd hear other ones, me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel that way. Or thank you. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. until you bring it up, someone else may not bring it up. Yeah, my sister-in-law love loves to say free people, free people. Yeah. Yes. And the moment, moment you free yourself of that shame or, mm -hmm. or walk in it and like, yeah. you're comfortable. Like I feel the shame, but I'm still going to say it because yes, it can help somebody yeah. oh my gosh it changes that the conversation and someone now is able yeah. to get help or yeah. go into a situation much better and speaking yeah. of like helping other people I think that she mentioned um just the fact of her lashing out mm -hmm. and it affecting her relationships mm -hmm. and you know her husband and honestly a lot of times what I noticed in that time period is they wanted to help Yep. They just didn't know how yeah. because I wasn't really, I wasn't communicating. People giving you your space. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to overstep. Yeah. And so then, and because I was lashing out, I wasn't ever lashing out and like saying, I would get mad over the something totally yeah. different. Like yeah. something so, so left field. And so then they're confused. And then if, I feel like if I would have just said, y'all, I'm struggling, mm -hmm. they would have done anything they of could course. especially my husband I know that like as soon as I did finally tell him what I was going through he was like he was actually making sure I made the, the appointment yeah. like checking up I know you said you were going to do this today did yeah. you do it mm -hmm. do you need me to call mm -hmm. you know it, it was just the matter of communicate girl mm -hmm. communicate that is like the biggest biggest key and I even if you feel like you can't know that the people in your corner you don't have to say much yeah. yep that's you'll true. you'll just be able to say just enough so that they can come to your rescue okay. and help you. That's true. I love that. mm -hmm. That's all I got for her. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. Do you guys have yeah, any other information for her? Or you feel like that? I mean, we talked so much about yeah. this letter. I feel like this was kind of meant to be, but because we said so many things yeah. that I'm hoping that if you've been watching this whole time, um, that it has helped you and kind of freed you a little bit. Um, but yeah. I think this is this has been a good episode, y'all. One, yes. one, one more gem. Okay. Yes, I think Drop it's. It. <laughs> I think it's important to to remember, like because you both are parents, mm -hmm. that you're learning together, yes. and now you're on the same team. Because I feel like a lot of times we forget that yes. our spouse is wanting to help us and be on the same team as us, and so we get resentful. Because I know for me, sometimes yeah. I I would be like. 
Ooh. just do it like mm-hmm. or like I can just do it myself yes. because you're yep. like you just don't know how to do it you the way I do questions. it yes. yeah so just like be just like if like, you were gonna help me yeah. like yeah. and it's like done hey it. I'm trying to figure yeah. this out too I was very resentful so just very. let just let your significant other just be there for you and support you and love yeah. you through all your emotions all your feelings mm-hmm. so I agree this is good thank you guys so much for joining us we really really hope that you enjoyed this episode make sure you like comment subscribe and share with another mama thanks for tuning in to moms actually where motherhood meets sisterhood bye see y'all next week thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of moms actually be sure to tune in next week for episode three as we talk with our special guest brie babineau about first-time motherhood in the midst of a pandemic